This week on the Push for Lives podcast, it's part two of our Back to Basics, setting up your diet. Six cheese fondues already, mate. Jesus. Hey, guys. Welcome to the <laughs> Four Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And uh, me, Tom Moore. What's going on? Yeah, mate. I mean, who knows? The food, the food <laughs> is, uh, is pretty good, to be fair. But no, six cheese fondues is a bit too much even for me. Mm. I'm not I'm not a massive cheese fan. I'm pretty standard with my cheeses, mate. Yeah. It's just pretty much like most American cheese, obviously, like it's pretty dull tasting. You just melt it on burgers. That's cool. Cheddar, I'm cool with. Um but yeah, like Parmesan I'm cool with, but nah, Parmesan, I'm not, no, like, no, you know no. when the cheese board comes around, I'm not like a, oh yeah, the cheese board. Yeah. Nah, when, when not, it's, not. when it, when it's, when it's cheese board or dessert, I always question the person that's gone cheese board. No. Like, why? It's like, what are you doing? We just had savoury shit. Oh, I'd love, I'd love a bit of mouldy blue instead of, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, if, if you, you're, and there's going to be listeners going, they're yeah, not refined. Oh, fuck off. Like, yeah. I'm much more have like some tiramisu or a chocolate yeah. bomb. Like, just, yeah, go for that. That goes with coffee. Cheese don't go good with coffee. It's not one of the good things about it. Um, you have to cut it and stuff. Um, I just don't, the, the last thing at the end of a meal I want to, is, ooh, more savoury stuff. Ooh, yeah. Mm, more savoury. I just have to get my, get my fingers all fucking But then smelly. they go, and then people go, oh yeah, but you can have grapes with it. Like, Who wants it? <laughs> Great. I can have a fucking fruit salad. Don't care. Ooh. Put some cream on it, mate. Cheese ain't cream. Fine. I reckon. Um, I reckon. By the time this podcast goes out, I could have gained about four kilos <laughs> just on cheese. You can yeah. have some meat fondue as well, mate. Oh, mate! But it's, it's everything in it. It's the bread. It's the meat. It's it's just like not that I don't need that at home, but it's just it's just so good. And you're just like, oh, go on, I'm on holiday, so I might as well. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, who knows, mate? But it'll be um, be interesting to see when I get back. I've got uh, it'll be nine weeks then to my photo shoot. So at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, like I said before, before I went away, uh, um, seventy two point eight kilos. Seventy two. Seventy two point eight. So really? I've got. A, I mean, last yeah. time I've done like shoots or I've been on stage, I've been around seventy. So I'm pretty close. I'm not like in nine weeks. That's nothing. So and I've done no cardio as of yet. I'm um, just been controlling it all through diet. So when I get back, if I've gained and my body's pretty resistant to gaining weight, as we know, because I'm a fucking skinny little runt. Um, <laughs> I reckon I'll come back at about 73.8, 74. I'm, I'm 74. I'm hoping for because obviously in a, the expenditure is going to be quite high. It's cold. Like, you know, I'm only going to be eating three times a day rather than like five. Like I'm doing at the moment, even though it will be loads more calories. Um, yeah. So who knows? We'll see. We'll just see what's happened. Um, and then I'll have, so on the next podcast, I'll have eight weeks to go, and we'll really know how far away I am. Because mm. even if you've got eight weeks to go, losing four kilos, half a kilo a week, it's pretty comfortable. Um, plus, I can throw cardio in, so hopefully it'll be it'll be fine. Hopefully it won't be too bad, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, decent, mate. And I'm I'm coming down right now because I was a uh, well when you when you saw me, I was about ninety kilos. So mm. as uh, the last podcast came out, um, I weighed in in the morning at eighty eight point two. So nice, it's a big uh, shit. Yeah. So <laughs> kilo and a one kilo point eight down. It's this dieting life's fine. Um, just what are we doing? Oh, start, uh, just what are we doing? This is what this is what this show's about, right? So mm-hmm. we so back to basics part two. Um, my first setting up my first diet. 
Um, I guess we can talk about setting up a surplus, setting up a maintenance, and setting up a diet because we can cover three things. They all pretty much relate into each other. Um, yeah, but to be honest, I'm just going to wind Dan up all the way through this because there's far more his his shit than mine. Um, I've yeah. got stuff that I talk about, obviously, and I just base it off maths a hell of a lot. Um, you just know calorie count, don't you? I just I know how to count calories. Don't know what, as far as I'm concerned, as soon as it enters you, it's just magic. Um, yeah, yeah. As the, just yeah. it's stuff I can't comprehend because it's not like I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You got hormones and all these other stuff, but I know that's a calorie and that is it. So yeah, I know a, still, un, a unit of energy. What it comes down exactly, to. <laughs> unit of energy. We're fine. Um, like, oh no, but protein uh, is actually it doesn't go through as quickly as uh, carbohydrate. Or uh, I could give shit. It's still a calorie. Fuck off. Like it'd be fine. I, I saw a funny thing from one of our favorite. Um, <sighs> One of our favourite people that we we like to look at his shit. Um, <laughs> I think metaphorically his shit. Not. And uh, he actually. said um, he said that protein has been proven to have slower energy release. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't think protein really releases that much energy. It's uh, <laughs> and doesn't proven. I love that word proven. Like science doesn't really prove anything. It just kind of suggests yeah, dis- disproves with, with strong. It, it just it just also suggests with strong evidence that that is the case, rather yeah. than like proving it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's always funny, but um, anyway. So yeah, setting up a diet. So yeah, I suppose with similar to the training. Obviously, it depends on the individual. Blah 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 blah. But <laughs> assuming that we've got a healthy individual here who just wants to you know lose a bit of weight or gain a bit of weight. The, the fundamental starting point is always the same in that the best way to, to get a, a, a ballpark figure of, of where they need to be is for them to kind of go through a week where they just track their food, they track their weight. And if they don't change what they've usually done, you'll get a good idea of where their metabolism is at in terms of the amount of calories it needs to gain weight or lose weight. So if someone tracks their food over seven days and they average at 2,000 calories a day and they maintain their weight over that time period – you can be roughly sure that around that number per day, they're going to stay roughly the same amount of weight. So if off the they, back of that, um, enough people who are like, oh, what what formula do you use? That one, like literally that one. I ask people to eat at a normal habit, try and track if they can, at least three of the days or weigh themselves every single day. And then we know exactly what their maintenance is sitting at. It's, it's a hell of a lot more personal than just going on, oh, this is your, uh, this mm. is your calories according to your weight and height. Cool. Yeah, it's 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 just a it's a it's just more of a personalized way of getting an idea. But even though even with them, they're still going to be it's yeah. still just a snapshot of that week. So we have to you have to take it with a pinch of salt. And and what tends to happen as well with those weeks that I find with all my clients is most of them lose weight that week because they're being watched. They start tracking everything, and all of a sudden they start eating loads of healthier things, and that's not what they're eating before. So they lose half a kilo in that week. And I'm like, okay, cool. So you basically start dieting for the week because that's <laughs> usually what happens. Um, but even if you were to use a calculator, I would still do the same thing for the first week. As you look at the calculator, you go, right, 2,000 calories, and you go, right, were you hungry? Have you lost weight? All this sort of stuff. Because if it comes out that you're really, really hungry and you've lost two kilos, it's probably really, really low for you. So we can put it up a little bit, um, depending on your goal, obviously. Um, so the calculators are, are useful to a degree for um, people who have no one to be able to help them as a ballpark figure of a, right, roughly, where can I start? But I would still use that number yeah. because some people still have no clue. They don't even know what what numbers to get close to so 2000 calories is usually a pretty good number to try and get close to for most people do you have any uh because i've got right in front of me i thought it'd be actually relevant to this show is my little uh calculation for body weight in pounds and what my multipliers are 
um, for going like cut maintenance surplus. Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I've gone pounds. Um, so maintenance fourteen to times. Basically, multiply it between fourteen and sixteen times. Yeah. So surplus anything above that sixteen to eighteen times. So cutting phase multiply up in pounds about twelve to fourteen times. So anywhere between twelve and eighteen times is around about yeah. there. So you're going to be give or take. Um, so yeah that's my little calculator to work out where you roughly should be and if you're lying to me about your calorie intake yeah um, so it's it's a good it's a good like ballpark to kind of go yeah, with absolutely. and what you find with most people is when they start tracking it and, they, and you get to the the nitty-gritty of our making sure they track all the food they eat and all that sort of stuff they tend to sort of roughly sit usually around a, a fairly close to at least one of the predictions yeah. so um get into that for a week and then based on that week then we use use all that data so let's say they've done 2000 calories on average each day um and their protein is 100 grams carbs maybe wherever fats you know, let's say the more fats than carbs let's say that that's where their ratios sit you then start delving into okay so why is this diet the way it is it, are you low on protein because you don't know you need to eat more protein are you low on protein because you're a vegetarian or a vegan whatever um so you need to address that first, and you'll know that from looking at their food diary over the seven days. Um, are they just being lazy, or do they just need to up it? Uh, and then you start looking at carbs and fats and go, okay, which do they prefer? So this is the common thing that people often do, and there's two, there's two schools of thought here. So one is, if they come to you and they eat a predominantly high-fat diet, predominantly lower-carb, um, most people would say, oh, they prefer fat, so they should stick with the, the higher fat, and you just move the calories around. I don't always agree with that, because... If they're eating chocolate and donuts and cakes and that's taken up their fat predominantly and they're being too flexible with their diet, by giving them a lot of fats, they're going to carry on eating those kind of foods, which, okay, they're great. We can fit them in a diet, as we know we've discussed all the time. But they shouldn't be eating every single day and they probably shouldn't make the fun, you know, make up 33% of your calorie intake. Um, so I would go, actually, look, this person's come to me saying they've got low on energy. They want to train hard in the gym. <coughs> Excuse me. Wonderful, Dan. <laughs> By the way, Dan's just uh, just coughing away all the way through this podcast, so he needs to <laughs> run through that. So uh, I totally concur what you're doing, mate. But um... <laughs> sorry, oh my God, I have to mute the microphone every time I go on a coffee. I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, coming to you and they're like, "Look, I want to increase my strength, still but lose a bit of body fat. They need carbs to train." So you might actually say in that situation, "Okay, we're going to move some of those carbs around." Uh, take the fats down and put them into carbs. Um, but likewise, you might have someone come to you who's very, very high carb, very, very low fat, and they actually need to eat more fats because it could be technically too low for potential health reasons, stuff like that. Um, so it's not always about what the client prefers. It's maybe what you need to coach them out of. Maybe they're so rigid in a certain way. If someone's coming in and eating 20 grams of fat a day, they probably need to eat more than that to, to kind of be healthy. Um, anything to add to that, Tom, or is that covered it, basically? Um. Pretty much, yeah. There's also the vice versa, and just in case somebody thinks that we're just laying on people that are having like prefer fats or whatever, there's people who prefer carb. Like, well, no, I've got really, really high fat stuff. If they're only eating 20 grams of fat, and they're coming in, like, oh, you're doing over 100, 150 grams of fat, then we know you can you can chop it and change it. Okay, and depending on uh, which also lays into. I would look at in terms of recovery as well. Because they probably would have started their training program or had a training program previously that they've been doing. And I can look at their diet and be like, what foods generally, when mm. I'd, I'd say most of our population who train like we do, 
and we're heavily results based, we tend to go high, higher carb just because of the recovery fact. <laughs> Dan's choking away, mate. Um, and <laughs> that is just because of recovery and we need it. Um, but we we tend not we err away from high fat. I know, I know. Emil goes kind of moderate to low protein um, when he diets, but that maybe kind of that's personal again as well. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's personal as well. But also, if you you know, with him, it's moderate to low probably is an absolute value. But in terms of, um, he's still probably getting enough in for the amount yeah, of mass he's got, he's got. what he's got. So in terms um, of protein, obviously we I think we'll. Probably I've, half of my clients that I've taken, well, well over half, it would always be nearly a, always a lack of protein and a lack of sustainable stuff that they can keep drip feeding themselves all the way through the day. Yeah. Um, and I realize that's where like, oh, but it's, it's, that's, that's a myth, right? Little and often. But it does help considering we're meant to be, maybe depending on body size, we're trying to hit 20, 30, 40 grams of protein per intake. And if I'm yeah, telling, that... I'm coming to Dan and being like, Dan, you're on 200 grams of protein when you're dieting. And you'd be like, "Fuck, that's like well, that's four fifty gram dosages, really." If you really want to look at it, or five, like split it up. Yeah. So. so you start looking at then, like based on that week as well, you can start looking at their, what they do normally. So if they are eating, you know, two hundred grams a day, but they're having two portions of one hundred grams, you'd then be like, "Right, we need to split that up probably into four or five portions." And again, based on the, all these little things, how many often, how often they like to eat, how many times a day they like to eat, what time of day they like to eat, all this sort of stuff has to be taken into account. Um, into their diet um, so they're kind of like the fundamentals really is like you've got to get that good base to know where you're going from and then you've got to look at it and go right well what's my goal is my goal to lose x amount of weight in x amount of weeks you then need to work out a rough time frame how aggressive you might need to be in their diet what sort of deficit they need to be in um, and that again it's there's nothing fancy like there's the num- 500 calories is, oft- is often the touted number to take off I think but- that's what we normally set at because I think still still coaches don't know that generally to lose a pound a week how much is it Dan? basically 500 calories a day right three and a half roughly three and a half thousand calories yeah. a week um but again that is it's a rough guide it's, it's a not... rough guide but it's it if your coach says that to you be like oh within a our weekly net loss will be three and a half thousand calories you know you're on the that's half a kilo essentially what Dan said in the last show or like earlier this show basically about losing a half a kilo in eight weeks and you're gonna be down four kilos yeah, it's two months, yeah. four kilos. That's generally what you then have to do. Obviously, you then manipulate it sometimes, um, but that's what can happen. Yeah, so it's you know you're looking at roughly five hundred, but most of my clients uh, will be around that number. But again, it, it does vary based on goal and based on how good they are at dealing with hunger, um, how consistent they are with their current diet. If they have blowouts, if they have cheat days. Um, you might have to make the calorie deficit a little bit smaller. Um, there's some people you might make the deficit quick, uh, bigger so you, they see results quicker, so they stick to things better because they're seeing results, so they have motivation, so they adhere better. There's so many factors involved with nutrition. It's not quite as simple as with the training where it's like, right, do this, do that. For 12 weeks, you'll be fine, you'll do it. You know, you can't really set a nutrition plan out for 12 weeks from, no. from the, the first week. It, it just adapts week on week. I think um, um, from anybody's perspective, go listen to the uh... – podcast ages ago we did with brad loomis and he laid out in terms of the strength you can plan it and and you kind of get a coach to plan your 12 weeks and just check in and then for diet you need to be making audibles and changing it as you go because stuff 
will not go to plan or you can't just be like, oh, I'll just shove it onto that day, but fine, but it's not as regimented. We're playing with like you, basically. It's it's a little bit more, I don't know, ad hoc as you go through, but that's where you have your coach to be like, do this, done, done, see you later. Yeah, and that's where, like you say, those um, those changes happen kind of weekly, so yeah. it's a, this, this podcast is a lot harder to do than the last one because you're then going to start going into things like, okay, so does this person prefer... Um, high days or refeed days do they need one two three do they prefer more calories on days they train or days they rest some people prefer more calories on days they rest they don't necessarily need them on days they train do they have a social life they've got to keep up you know i remember our clients in the city it was a case of okay what you know what you know they're like during the week oh yeah i need to fit in this wine and i've got these meetings these lunch meetings and then at the weekends we're going out with the guys it's like hang on a minute like you can't have both you've got to pick one and we you know sacrifice somewhere um so for a lot of our clients it'll be most of them one to two like refeed days a week um depending on their goal as well if they're competing or their photo shoots probably come from carbs some other people if it's more about social thing it's just calories so they can get it from anywhere um but again it's also that thing of you have to ask the client what they want but then at the same time you can't give in to every request so they might be like oh yeah i want four high days it's like okay well if you have four high days they're not going to be that much higher than your base days because (laughs) You've got four of them. Whereas, you know, if you have one day, it's a little bit higher. And if they say, oh, I want one day so I can have a big blowout, in my mind, I'm like, hmm, maybe I won't give you one day then because that's not great behavior to have one day where you go absolutely mental. Um, so all those little things come into it. And then also, like like you said, they do change week on week. So if someone's not making progress, you need to drop calories. Rather than cutting calories off their base days, you might just go, right, you're going to lose a high day or your refeed days are coming down or whatever. Um and each week it can come from, right, are we going to drop the diet down or drop the calorie intake? Are we going to increase the cardio? Um, do we need a diet break? Are you starting to de- uh, display symptoms that you need to just have a break from things? Um, all these things that can happen. And you would make those decisions based on pictures, measurements, the scale weight, all this sort of stuff. So I've had so many clients with the same scale weight look totally different in two weeks. I'm like, we'll keep it everything the same. And they're expecting me to drop the calories because their weight's not moved. I'm like, I don't care. Your waist's come in. Like, how many times have you had a client? Like, you've trained, and they're like, oh, I'm the same weight. And you're like, yeah, but in four weeks, you've ch- totally changed shape. Um, it happens even with personal training clients who don't really track their calories that much. What they do is they start going to the gym. They become health-seeking. They start thinking more about what they're doing. They listen to their trainer who says, have a protein shake after you train. Eat more protein at breakfast. Maybe don't drink as much. All of a sudden, their shape changes because they start building muscle, and they start walking a little bit more all these sorts of things so um the scale weight is the kind of like the last thing really we look at so i'll be looking at pictures first and foremost before i even open the log to see their weight i'll look at pictures because that's gonna that that says to me whether they're making progress or not if i look at the pictures and go right there's no progress i'm like okay let's see what's happened go into the log and they've lost a kilo that week i'm not stressing because i'm like right it could be water could be holding a bit of water could be stress could be bad lighting could be a different picture um different pose it could be from a different in a different room, different, everything. Different um, pose. <laughs> yeah, as in like some people, where they take the front pose, they stand still, and then the next day they might bring their arms up slightly or they might be <laughs> hunched over. You'd be surprised. Like you think most people, you think, oh, you just stand there, but they don't. Like, they, you know, they don't do the same thing over and over again. So these are all the little things that you do have to actually make sure that they're doing. Um, so yeah, basically you're going to, when it comes back to it is, you then start looking at all these results and as long as they're making progress, you kind of keep things the same. And then there'll come a point where you're stalled and things won't be happening anymore. And then you've got to look 
go back to look at your diet at a fundamental level and go, right, what am I doing at breakfast, lunch, you know, um, post-workout and dinner? What am I doing? What am I eating? And then you start looking at those meals and go, right, where can I start moving calories around? Where can I shave them off? Whatever it might be. But fundamentally, you're going to go, right, there needs to be protein and some sort of fiber source in each meal. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm not 100% great at this. But I'm also at a level where I know what, what works for me. <laughs> that sounds really bro. I know what works for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, so for breakfast, protein and fiber, you, you know, most people go, oh, I don't want to eat like steak and veg. You don't have to, like egg whites you know with some toast there's a bit of fiber in toast believe it or not if you get the decent decent bread like brown bread or something like that rye bread but not only that you can have a bit of spinach with it um but then on the side of that you can have a little bit of yogurt with some berries there you go there's your fiber you can know just a piece of fruit like i'm not saying you need to have veg at breakfast piece of fruit same again at lunch you're looking at protein and, and veggies being a good base and at each meal you're going to have that as a base and then you start going right i'm going to add a carbohydrate portion to some of these meals so, you know, if you train in the afternoon, I would say carbohydrates will come in your lunch, um, probably your breakfast as well. I would say those two meals and then later on in the day after you've trained, you don't need them as much. Um, you just need protein. Um, so you're going to pick the two meals that you're going to go right. They're the ones I need most carbs in. Um, and then you might have more fats maybe in the evenings for your dinner and before bed, potentially. Again, it's so individual. Like That's not a hard and fast rule. That's just what I do. You might do something completely different. It's really not right or wrong it's just finding your way but the most important thing there is you've got protein and fiber in each of those meals um somewhere and then after that the next fundamental really is hydration most people get it wrong they just don't drink enough water they think they do um what i do is i just fill up my shaker first thing in the morning and just neck one of those 700 mils gets the day off started pretty well take them with my morning supplements um and that's it. Like that's that's all you have to do for your hydration, in my opinion. The rest of it falls into place um, because you start realizing, oh yeah, actually, I do want more water, and you just start getting in better habits. Um, do you have any habits like that, Tom? You do? Um, I'm very similar in the morning. So, in terms of, as we talked about supplements before, and uh, I take my little vitamin tablets or whatever, my omega three and my vitamin D or whatever, and I do the same with you. It's not quite 700 mils, but then. I'm a little bit more active around the gym, so I'm constantly drinking yeah, stuff yeah. all the way through the, the gym like day. Um, so I have like 500 mils, and I neck that, and it doesn't have to be water, guys. I put squash in it. Mm. It's fine. I just have a neck 500 mils of orange squash um, in the morning, um, and there, yeah, and then then I'm gone. So that <laughs> that's like habitual, um, but that will set me up. I also have breakfast during that time. Um, mm. I do realize that, but it's not just like, yeah, I'm gone. Now I'm going to wait two hours for breakfast. Have breakfast when you like. I, I'm literally ravenous when I wake up. Um, so I, I will have something like, whether it be like a bagel or like, I well, I pretty much regimentedly have Arla protein yogurt walking to work. Um, so they're like the little pouch things. On, in Tesco, they're always on sale. Um, it's like three three pounds. It's a quid. That's your breakfast sorted. Um, they're yeah. twenty grams of protein straight away. Decent as well. Yeah. It's decent. Yeah, it's all right. They're pretty decent. Um, so if I, if people don't generally have breakfast, um, for me, I tell I'd be like, all right, you could have that on the way to work. There's no reason why. You, I, generally, I'm hoping you can spend five pounds a week on your breakfast. Um, so it's a quid a day um, that you're putting away for those yogurts, and you can grab and take it. But it's literally no time. 
right? Um, it's because people, some people are like, oh, I don't like breakfast. That's absolutely fine. Um, but then I'm looking at it from a more of a protein standpoint and just starting their day a little bit better. Because um, mm. obviously they have just been fasting. I want their protein to be straight back in. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, looking and, then, and then after that, I think the other things, that, the little things you can do is... Um, I've started doing it and I noticed an improvement in my sleep since I have is that I was drinking too much coffee. Um, shock horror. <laughs> uh, but it was more that like I've really started trying to curb it after midday. Yeah. Um, so I kind of have as much as I want in the morning. Um, but I was getting in the really bad habit of having coffee around two o'clock, three o'clock. And I noticed that I wasn't sleeping as well. Um, and just purely, I was looking at everything, obviously I'm dieting, all this other stuff. And I was like, maybe it's something I'm doing. And, I realized it was just that when we're in the office on a Monday, Tuesday, we've got the coffee filter machine on and it's just like, it's just too easy just to go and have a coffee and you're like, shit, you know what? I've had six cups of coffee today of which two have been between one and three o'clock. It's like, no wonder you're, you're sleeping like shit and, and stuff like that. So that's also a good one. Again, this is just a, you know, these are general this, whole, habits, right? this whole idea again, it's just general habits for people starting out. Most new clients you're going to get, these are pretty good habits to go with. Um, and then, after that is I would also, another good tip is I would keep calories stored or saved for the evening. So the evening is a time that most people sit around at home thinking about food. They're bombarded with TV adverts. They want something nice. They want something tasty. I would always say to most people, save some calories for the evening for if you fancy something nice. If you've got 2,000 calories a day, save 200 of them for the evening. It's enough calories to have like a flake or a couple of digestive biscuits with a cup of tea. But a lot of people, that's enough just to keep them sticking to their calories. So, um, yeah, I I'm, I literally do that. Um, I have yeah. a lot. So, like I've been doing it recently for like Halo Top. Like I'm on, I'm on about eight between eighteen hundred to twenty two hundred calories a day based on different if I'm on high day, low days, whatever. And I'll pretty much most days when I was on that have three hundred odd calories saved up for Halo Top just because I knew I fancied it and like yeah. I wanted it. But again, it's understanding what level of dieting you're at and your experience level if you're new to dieting saving up for a whole tub of ice cream maybe isn't the best thing to do but um you know 10 percent of your calories saved up for a you know a biscuit or a chocolate bar or something like that can be yeah, a life save. It's, like, it's like what we talked about um the how to lose weight well did that that diet the, the ice cream diet that's all they had to do was store up the calories to have ice cream at the end of the day and then they suddenly magically lose weight but it was because they were storing up the calories and they were allowing themselves to eat that so looking yeah. at my my stuff right now what, what time are we recording this like half past four um i'm already 150 grams of protein in today um, but I'm leaving myself, so I've still got a little bit of protein to have in, but I've still got my main meal to come right later. But I've got, this is a low day for me and I'm on 3,100 calories on my low day. Um, mm. <laughs> and then my normal days are like three and three and a half thousand. Um, so I've got four high days, three low days. Um, so I've still got 1800 calories. It's dance whole day to come my way. There you go. Enjoy, enjoy that. Um, and then uh, I'm still losing weight, Dan. This is magic. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're, they're the kind of they're the kind of simple tips, I guess. And the last one, the last one is, I would probably make sure that you give give someone or factor in for a high day. So what I'll do with a lot of my clients is, um, I'll, into their calories, I'll factor in one day where they'll go over 500 calories over their numbers, um, and that's kind of like a little bit of a buffer. Um, again, depending on the client you've got, type of client you've got, 
uh, you might tell them about it or you might not. Oh, I know. <gasps> Ethics. Shouldn't tell them. <laughs> um, but if you work out their numbers based on, and then say to them, look, you've got a high day, you know, use it for those days you find yourself out and about socializing and you just go over there's nothing you can do about it or you don't know oh no the lads were having two pints of beer yeah what 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 i found sometimes with them is that if you give it to them and you let them know it's there they'll they'll abuse it and they'll go crazy whereas if you don't tell them and you just say right you're on this many calories each day and then you coach them through and you go look if you do go out don't worry about it just enjoy it you can rectify things a later day all this sort of stuff is that if you've if you've got that 500 calorie buffer what you find is that they kind of maybe go a 50, 100 calories over, you know, every every so often, and you still find they carry on losing weight because you kind of factored it into what they what their plan is. And then, is. then you so, get them to feel guilty, and then you can make them do stuff even more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, and it just depends on the level again they're at, and it depends on um, on their level of tracking, how good they are at tracking all this sort of stuff, um, as to whether you would do that or not. Obviously, but I've done it with a few of my clients, uh, not not most of them, but a few of them, and it's worked quite well. Um, there's some of them, though, however, that I've told them. And they're fine with it, obviously. You know, they've got no problems and they just they know what they're doing. So they, they utilize it properly. But what I say with a lot of them is don't, like, plan it out. Don't plan out your high days. Use it as, like, an insurance. as like if you're out and about and you're really hungry, you're peckish, you overeat, and it's fine because it's all part of the plan. But what I see some people doing is, like, oh, I can't wait for my high day. It's four days away and I've already planned it out. I'm going to have eight boxes of cereal. And I'm like, no, that's not how you do it. Like, that's not <laughs> the point. Um, so, yeah, they're the kind of, they're the kind of basics, really. Um, and then, like I said, each week it's going to change based on all those kind of variables we talked about at the start. But yeah. there's not really a huge amount to it. I mean, yeah. And from from where my perspective as a coach and looking at these habits and diet plans, etc. Obviously, Dan deals with it heavily a lot more. But I love systems, so my my way of looking at it is very systemized. Maybe a little less ad hoc and on tap for coaching wise as maybe Dan would be it's because I'm out and about in in the real world mate um but yeah <laughs> got a real job um my friends still don't think I've got a real job it's fine I kind of don't really but but I would look at it week by week so when I take on somebody or whether I'm whether we're like so is if you're a person setting up your diet so for the first one to two weeks I would be learning about their habits so it's just if they can track, then amazing. Then I'd ask for that. If they can't, then I'd at least ask for a weigh-in every single morning. And I literally want them to text it to me, write it down, wherever you can do that. Um, and then if we can get them to... So I've asked for always a bare minimum of two days during the week, maybe a training day, non-training day, and then one of the weekend days. Um, if they can do that during a week, then that gives me a ballpark figure of what their calories are are and then we'll work out from there i'll give them one to two weeks of doing that so that's my assessments so dan i know you've got assessment weeks that you start to do um post that then after one to two weeks i can sit down with them and start looking i'll be like reading through their diary or whatever so looking at habits they've already created because generally you can put what time you put it in there or they kind of know through speaking to them you can start giving them these drip feeding these little tips because loads of change isn't going to work right and we can see where they can start to go so week three for me because i use a two-week assessment period because people fuck up um so i'd give week three we start changing things it's when we they actually start gaining or losing weight and we make these little habit changes if we can um and then go from there basically 
be about the same. I don't know if your assessment week's just one week or two weeks. Yeah, it's just one usually because we yeah. speak to them obviously a bit more regularly. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, yeah, you bang on. Like, it's pretty much, there, there's two schools of thought. There's some clients, the majority of clients, like 90% of people, I'd say, the slow and steady approach, little changes is, is the best way to go. Best but way. there's also a school of thought that... The extremes. Yeah. yeah, for 10% of people, I, think, I can't remember the exact number, I've just made that up, but for roughly <laughs> 10%, like one in 10 people like, are pretty extreme and they actually need a complete flip around of everything and they need they yep. need it to be like, no, you're on this you're on this meal plan, you're on this calories, like this is exactly how it's going to be now for six weeks, you need to sort your life out and they respond to that yeah. um, and like you say, for the majority it doesn't work, which is why meal plans just don't work for the majority of people. Ethically, we should use um, suggestions, not meal plans. Yeah, exactly. So that's why... You know, when you have someone like that, they, they do say things like, oh, can I just have a meal plan? You're like, well, no, these are your calories. This is what you can eat, like, within that if you want. And what they do is they literally sit down and you go, oh, what? they go, what would you eat? And I go, well, I'd probably break it down like this and like that. And they go, right. And then you find out there's, that's what they eat every day then for 10 weeks. You're like, okay, right. You yeah, just copy, you know, copied it down unless that's fine. But um, it's, yes, for some people, you know, flip it on its head works. But um, the majority of the time that doesn't work. Yeah. It needs to um, be generally, we will try the first process first. We'll try and make suggestions. We'll try and put little yeah. tips in. And then we'll learn about their behavior and realize, oh, actually, my person is high stress. Everything needs to JC reacts to really high stress situations. So banging, mm. like I've got one that's I've just smashed straight on intermittent fasting. They've got their window between one and nine. That's when they can eat their free meals and get their calories in. That's it. Yeah. Um, because they, they know they, have, they just work like, like clockwork. That's all they're doing. Um but if that's that's the way they want to do it, then that's fine. We, I, in terms of extremes, I wouldn't advocate advocate keto at all. Um, Dan, I'm thinking you're sitting on the same. I don't think it's good for <clears throat> for anybody. I don't no. think many people get benefit from it. Some people like it, and fair play to them if they do. Um, but and go back, listen to a keto podcast we did about ten, twenty weeks ago. Um, people don't generally know what it means anyway so even trainers don't they say they're on keto when they're not um they're not even measuring anything so which is very interesting but yeah i think that's that's laying it out how to do your diet so obviously that we probably most people who start tracking are so i'd say tracking paramount you obviously you got the go look out the eric helms like pyramid of like tracking um of diet stuff so calories then next one, if we can get calories and protein, you're probably along the right way. Then you decide what fats and carbs you want to do, um, and then you worry about new, like supplements and nutrient, like micros and whatever, and what that kind of shit after the date. So if you get your calorie and your normal diet on point, chances are pre-workouts and all this becomes kind of pointless. Or if you really need that boost, um, like Dan does, then that's fine. But I'm guessing you probably don't need pre-work. You don't take pre-workouts as much when you're surplus, right? Because you never no, you used tend to do to it with me. That's the only no, thing. you tend to have more energy. I don't. I yeah. don't like them. They don't no, make me I feel don't like good them. at all. I like. I, I, I liked. Uh, I think Eric Crazy put out a post ages ago. It's always stuck with me. And people, it was like if you're taking a pre-workout and seven coffees before you work out, then you seriously need to look. You have to look at yourself and why is your diet so shit? You have to get yourself up for training. Yeah. Uh, like. Yeah, that's what I would look at. Why Why have you put your time frame about your diet around your training, which is so poor, that's left you so energy depleted that you can't get up for a training session that you're meant to look forward to? Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those as well where I find like there's just something in the pre-workouts that I don't like. It doesn't agree with me because I can take caffeine tablets and I'm fine. Okay. There's definitely something else in there that's not 
I just don't like. It makes my head go funny and all sorts of stuff. So um, I've never had a good workout taking one. I, I've tried so many times, different little things, and it's just it must be something. I don't know. I don't know what I it just, is. I just don't need them. I just get flowing no, after, after 10, 20 minutes. I'm I'm in it. I'm done. I'm 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 cooking Fuel the gas. Burgers, so exactly. Yeah. Bam. My pre workouts are just. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, the if anybody's interested, the Nordic Bakery have got their stuff on uh, my fitness pal now, so I'm no longer having to guess. Wow, that's pretty good. I know the the uh, the porridge is four hundred calories, and the cinnamon bun. Take a guess, then. Oh, six hundred. Six hundred, yeah, it's six hundred yeah. calories. So you know, I think I had to put a post out about three or four weeks ago of me having breakfast it was porridge with a shit ton of jam with uh, with a bun and a flat white. I think I rounded out about one thousand one hundred sixty calories in one hit. That's a strong and breakfast, and it was it was it was about forty grams of protein. That's right. It, there was enough in there, or thirty, forty, just about. Yeah, for that, for a thousand calories, you'd probably expect a little bit more. But my carbs were like absolutely through the roof, so it's absolutely incredible. <laughs> and then like, I was talking to somebody about like uh, low, like somebody was talking about low carb and like high fat diets, and I was like, I'm losing weight. I just ate that. Fine. <laughs> yeah. I managed to fit it in. We're cool. I just fancied having a big breakfast for admin, so it's absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, in a surplus, mate. What would you? What's the general rule? Eat more. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Um, um, just, just be be wary of. Uh, obviously, the same. The reverse happens. Just add on five hundred calories. You should be put on a pound a week. Yeah, I mean, with the adding on, I always go a little bit. I always go a little higher. bit lower. I was a little bit lower initially. Okay. Um, just because most people start in that when they've just finished a diet. So the last thing you want, if you throw loads of calories in, they put on weight pretty quick. Yeah. So it tends to be a little bit lower in a surplus, like you only need maybe two, 300 calories a day above um, your maintenance to kind of see an increase. But it depends on how quickly you want to progress really. But I'll always do it small increments, but often when gaining it's smaller increments more regularly. Um, so you would do two to 300 calories and then in two weeks, their neat increases, they just just burn it off real quick. So you go right another two or 300 yeah. um, calories. But I'm going to probably be going against that advice this off season i'm just going to try and absolutely smash the food in because i'm pathetic at it so i'm going to go for the um a meal approach of just drinking olive oil shakes i think <laughs> so you're just going to go mental for as it much but, as possible. yeah it's just it's a funny one i think because there there is you know as you learn like we're gonna, we're gonna, i guess we're going to st- we'll, we'll start this pod- stop this podcast you know anyway, but yeah we don't want to go on too far but there's basically new research shown and i think the the, the people in the study were use were using um testosterone or whatever anyway but suggesting that actually if you overfeed above a certain number you actually do get extra muscle growth but along with it you get extra fat as well um so it's that trade-off but again they were using so whether or not it applies to regular joes or not we don't really know but i imagine the percentages could be the same so you know it might not be a huge difference you're going to see um but it could be a shitload of fat you're gaining um for it so yeah it's just about the problem with gaining is that your body's so adaptable to those increasing calories that it just burns a lot of them off, especially from carbs, quite quickly. Like you do become more um, energy efficient, more energy efficient, but you just also become, you know, you just move around more. You just naturally bounce more. You just do more. You're warmer. You're hotter. You walk more. You just generally do more, and then you just burn them off. Like your body's yeah. trying hardest to burn them off. So, you know, you should get to that point where you're not hungry. You'll be eating, and you're not hungry. Like that's how you know you're probably doing it right. Um, that's the bit I'm shit at. So yeah. So the only the only thing that I do is 
that is what I will do next time I'm I'm going up again is I pretty much need to track my protein intake no matter what because I will under eat that quite easily because yeah. um, I will just smash every kind of carbohydrate going um, that is yeah. where my diet falls um, yeah but that's again I'm two three years into doing that kind of like tracking etc I've only really kind of learned that as we go along so I can you can it's only when I come off tracking trying to be a little bit more habitual and trying to um, just yeah, remember what I'm doing is just I'm like, oh shit, I'm really because because I'm not writing it down. I don't have as regimented protein sources as, as I think I should. So because I haven't got that number in front of me, I've got it in my head, yeah. but I'm not really totaling up as I go along. So that can help. That's why some people don't track when they're when they're going up, but some people do. I'm one of those people who should at least. I know I can hit enough calories. It's just one the gram intake of protein. That's it. Yeah, that's it done set up your diet again with the last episode um come with us with any questions anything we've got about that obviously dan's still away so hit me up if you really if i can answer it if not just hit dan up that's fine just wait a couple of days he'll probably reply to you um yeah if you've got any questions about setting up your first diet or setting up your training program then um leave them in the facebook group slide into our dms absolutely Mm. filthy um and then uh we'll see what's going on again Instagram, what's yours, Dan? At Dan Teambox. Blam. At tom.ppl.podcast. Just put push all those podcasts, you'll probably find us. Um, yeah. All right. Happy skiing, cool. mate. Or snowboarding. Face planting. Expecting. Again. Oh, so bad. Dan's got an ACL injury now. Oh, don't know. We might do. Don't know. Pre recorded. No. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> <Peace> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. See ya.